world. This is WOC Making Making It Big. Big. I'm Jordan Powell. I'm Anuka Sethi. And this podcast is going to be about us being women of color in New York. Yep. At Tish at NYU. NYU Tish drama. Mm -hmm. We both are in the Playwrights uh, Studio. Studio, yeah. Playwrights Horizon School. Fun, fun, fun. (laughs) Anuka, where are you from? Oh, a question I love. I'm from India, but I grew up in Dubai. So, I don't know. Am I from there? No. But is that my home? Yes. You always say that it's confusing. It's not confusing, though. (laughs) Okay, but in my head, I make it confusing. (laughs) And I'm from Georgia. Duluth, Georgia. She's a sweet Georgia peach. (laughs) A sweet Georgia peach. And I don't know. I feel like moving here I thought was going to be more traumatic than it actually was. Oh, mine was traumatic. Why is that? Because I literally moved to the other side of the world. Yeah. And I knew it was going to be hard, but it was a lot harder than I thought it would be. Why? Like, I thought, I knew it was going to be hard purely because I know how close I am to my family Mm -hmm. and, like, how hard it's going to be for me to leave them. But then I got here, like, the week before I left home was a terrible week. I was crying, like, every day. Oh, no. Also, because I was saying goodbye to, like, my friends, too. Mm-hmm. Since I came here a lot earlier than school started, because obviously I have family here, so. Mm-hmm. So I had to say goodbye to a lot of my friends, who I wasn't going to see until December. Um, and this was August. So the week before I left was really sad. And I was starting to realize, like, wow, this is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. But then I got on the plane. I got here. I was fine because moving in was still like three weeks away, two weeks away, two and a half weeks away. So I didn't really think about it. And then I was fine until the night before move in. Like obviously I had like nerves leading up to it. But the night before move in at dinner, everyone like started saying nice things about me, you know, and being like, oh "Oh my God, like I remember when you were just a little baby and like. I never know how to react to those things. I bawled. Like I started crying. And I was like, I don't want to go to college anymore. Like, this is too hard. I just want to go home. I just want to, like, be with my dog and, like, lie in my bed and, like, on my couch at home. I know. It was really, it was sad. (laughs) But then move-in happened, and I was like, I'm not going to cry today. I'm not going to cry. So I was in the car at 5 a.m., and I was, like, about to cry, and I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. Just not going to do it. So I didn't cry, but then I got here, and we started unpacking, and I couldn't unpack. Like, I was really upset. Like, my mom, yeah, like, my mom was like, just let me do it. Are you serious? You, like, wouldn't unpack your stuff? Well, I was unpacking. I was just, like, very upset while doing so. No. And then my mom was like, just sit down, you know, like, not doing anything helpful. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like, I, like, so when I came here, my mom and me came together. My mom and I, we came together. Mm -hmm. And then my sister and my dad, like, left the day after us. And so my mom and I were here together first. And... The whole time, she was, like, really being mean to me. And I was like, why the fuck are you being so mean? And she was like, oh, if I'm mean to you, then it, like, makes saying, like, bye Bye, easier. easier." My mom said the same thing to me. It doesn't work. That's not how it works. It doesn't work like that. And I don't know. And then I remember I was so excited, like, when I saw my room and I met my roommate and everything and I'm packing. And then I had to say bye to my mom. I was like, oh, shoot. And I did, like, say bye to my dad and my sister. I was like, oh, crap. And I literally cried, like, such a little bitch. I mm-hmm. cried so much. I don't know. 
I don't it was I was just like realizing that I was gonna be alone here and that I really didn't know anyone. And, yep. Yep. And that at first I was like so it like that was probably the hardest thing. And then Welcome Week is just like Welcome Week's like a week where you just do welcome nothing. Welcome week was so overwhelming. Yeah. It's just like us. a week of like, like partying like, and, uh, and like welcome to this and your yeah. introduction to this, your introduction like everything was like a welcome and an introduction Mm -hmm. and i don't know it was like so many things and i felt tired all the time and alone and i felt like i was making like zero friends zero friends and Mm -hmm. like surface level connections it was the weirdest week ever it was weird yeah and i also felt like this was probably just me like seeing things that weren't even really there because i felt like i wasn't making friends I felt like everyone knew each other already. I, I was like, the how, do they, how do these people know each other? How do these the people know each other thing. so well? Like, what? Yeah. Like, I know people here because I met this girl back home at the, like, student send-off in Dubai. Mm-hmm. Um, a girl from my high school goes here, and, like, we, like one of my best friends is one of her best friends. Yeah. So I knew people here, but it was crazy to me to just, like, see how many people, like, knew each other. Yeah. And especially people like clo- like in playwrights itself. Yeah. It was weird. And I was like, uh-huh, I really didn't know people, huh? I thought I, w- I thought I was going to be okay. No, but like, so Anuka and I met like <laughs> the Tuesday during that week. The 28th of August. We know the date. And after that, I was like, okay, it'll be, I know, actually. <laughs> so I remember like the night after, like we met mm-hmm. um, and our other friend Ellery was like, we're going to be like this is the squad like this is the group this is the friend group and i literally remember in my head thinking i don't know how i feel about these people but we'll see maybe they will be or also be my I, I literally also thought just that like i literally thought that. that jordan like the first day of studio when we got assigned uh color groups um jordan was like we're never gonna be friends ever again like yeah. any of us because we're all gonna be in four different color groups and we're just never gonna be friends anymore boy were you wrong I know. like hello okay i feel like we should explain like how our schooling works so okay at NYU, you have like different studios, and we're or in playwrights. In drama, in drama, yeah. Um, and so we're in playwrights, and then in playwrights, you get broken up into different color groups. Mm-hmm. Freshman year, you get put in color groups. Yeah, yeah, freshman year, you get put into color groups. And for me, like the reason why I like, I was like, I have to go to NYU and I have to move to New York is because of theater and it's because of like art and things like that. And so. One of the biggest things that we're going to be talking about on this podcast is being a woman of color in art and how it can inform your art and how it shapes it and how it might be a little bit more tough to, like, navigate that whole entire scene. And so one of the first things I, like, I really did recognize the first day of class is all of our teachers were white. White. Mm-hmm. I had no clue really how I, to process that. You know, I didn't even notice that. Like, really? It's so crazy to me that I didn't until we had the the color alliance people of color alliance yeah. meeting and they brought it up and i was like i'd never thought that and i'm stupid for not noticing that no i don't think you're stupid i think that like well that's how i felt at the time yeah. i don't think it's stupid either but at the time i was like how did i not see that i don't know like you like we were just moving here we're like trying to get our bearings yeah. like we're trying to figure out the class and then like the first like two weeks you're not that's not something you're going to be noticing you're going to like try to like put mm-hmm. your all in the class and like you're not going to make the best impression or no, you're going to make the best impression, but you're not going to like really think about who's teaching you so much. I don't know. And then I feel like things like that really didn't show until we like really started getting into projects and things like that. Mm -hmm. And like, I think speaking to upperclassmen about it. Yeah. 
a lot of the things like that I was feeling or like noticing were kind of validated and I, I was like oh so it's not just me making these things up like this is real yeah and it's been here it's been like this for a while yeah and I don't know I really was expecting when I came to Tish because you see the pictures and you hear the stories or like what they put out into the world mm-hmm. of like diversity and inclusion and everyone is together and yeah. one but it really it is like like the thing about NYU is that they make they try mm-hmm. to like live up to that but sometimes they fail a lot at that and then yeah. so it's just like what do you do when that when happens? happens it was I don't know it was weird because so one of the things that we had to do is do this the monologue that we did to get into the school and one of my notes was to give the audience the years of oppression that the character felt and it's like how do I as an how actor I, yep. give the audience years of oppression like I, I don't even know I know what, like, 19 years of oppression feels like. I don't know what, like, years... You know what I mean? Yeah. I, it was the weirdest note And especially ever. in a different time. Like, your monologue wasn't set. Yeah. It was a raisin in the sun, which yeah. is something that's, you know, overdone, I guess. But it's I don't know. It's not overdone monologues. <laughs> I mean, like, it was beneath this monologue. It's not that overdone. It's not. Maybe it's it is. Ju- <laughs> it's, just, it's just a well-known one. Yeah. I'm a director, and so, like, oh, acting's, true. like, not even, that. like, my thing. Like, and so, yeah. like, for me, that that whole entire thing was weird. And then, I don't know. And then our, <laughs> how do we talk about our design class? <laughs> how do we talk about our design class? I'll just say that I feel like our studio was really, really trying to push inclusion and diversity but they were failing at it and it was like certain teachers who would say things that would just rub people the wrong way and i think honestly like what our the studio like the studio was lacking was conversation because then when it was brought up like no one wanted to talk about it and the conversations yeah. that we're having about it like we're had were not constructive at yeah. all like they weren't done in a very meaningful space they were just happening in little pockets i want to say yeah but not in a space where anything could come from it. Yeah. And then there's like a POC alliance like within the Mm -hmm. studio and they were talking about like one of the policies that's enforced in our studio because we do so many shows like throughout the year that every production has to have one person of color in that, but like they didn't have real conversations about like what that looks like and what that means because then someone gets a role and it's like, do I get that because I'm talented mm-hmm. or do well, I get that because they you need needed to, make, to fill up like you spot. need to make a quota? And I feel like it just creates so much animosity yeah. and questioning and, and doubting. I, and also the other side of it, which is like that I will always remember a certain person said this at the Alliance about if we do get a role because where people of color and they need to fill that don't take that away like don't yeah. be like you only got that because of that like you're taking away my opportunity well you have so many more than i do yeah like i might be filling this one spot but you can go to 17 other places and have 57 other spots that's so true yeah like what was how's your experience being Yeah, being brown (laughs) and an actress. Well, let's just say it's not easy. It really is not easy. Like, on one hand, I think where we are, like, in playwrights itself, there are brown people, and I do see them. And I have, and there is that, like, instant 
like bond connection when you talk to them i wish that i had better relationships with them sometimes yeah because i think we could we just don't Mm -hmm. i don't know and then outside of playwrights i don't really see like in drama itself opportunity yep yeah that's true yeah it's like a weird thing because like you like you always tell me that and so then I feel like a sense that I want to create an opportunity but I don't like know I wouldn't like to like know how to begin to like write a story that like would show that would like showcase your story and like who you are and your culture you know Mm -hmm. yeah but I feel like you just like have to listen yeah and like collaborate for that to happen I think if people are more willing to learn about it and listen to it, that would be really interesting. But I just don't think people are. Like, certain people, not everyone. Yeah, you're right. And I also think it's not just, like, people being like, mm, I don't care. It's people being like, I want to, I just don't have time to. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. So, like, my experience. So, as a director, I feel like I always feel super like aware of how I'm being perceived because but also like in high school I was probably like awful at directing not gonna lie I was probably like real trash don't say that okay um but like I don't know I always felt like if I was commanding attention or like space then people would say oh I'm a bitch or I'm too loud and like she's the loud black girl Mm -hmm. and it literally sucks because like when you're directing you have to like command a room and direct a room and it, that doesn't mean necessarily, like, yelling and screaming, but, like, if I, like, demanded space and time, then I felt like I was doing something that I shouldn't do, mm-hmm. you know? And then I became, like, really aware of how I was being perceived, and it really, really sucks. And then, I don't know, just, like, coming to Playwrights and being in that studio, I feel like no one really listens to me. Like, if there's if it's me and then like a white man who's talking no one's gonna ever listen to me and it really does suck to have to like fight because it's like you have to fight first to be heard in a room and then you have to fight even more because no one's gonna really listen Listen to you you. and it it sucks it's like so hard and i it's funny because i was like talking to my mom about that (laughs) and she's funny she was like yeah that's why when you see like uh people of color who like really make it you know that they're like really talented and dedicated because like first you have to be talented and then, like, so you have to be, like, hardworking, and then you have to, like, really, like, jump over obstacles and mm-hmm. barriers that people put in your, like, way. Um, but it's just hard to jump over those obstacles and barriers. It's really hard. It's, like, it's easy to just be, like, I don't want to do it anymore. Like, it's too hard. Yeah. This, people don't want me to do it. Like, clearly, it's hard to do it. It's not working out the way I want it to. It's really easy to do that. Yeah. And I think sometimes being in an environment like this, it's you kind of feel like you want to give up yeah especially like not to discredit others and like they deserve everything too but when people go up and you are constantly trying and you don't it's so easy to just be like i don't want to do it anymore yeah like being like nyu likes to say that they're diverse but we are going to school in a, a predominantly white institution and it's hard to like face that every single day and ask for attention and like to be heard 
It's yeah. it's like I like and it's even in like in my other classes if we're talking about like certain topics and I'm like the only like black person in the room then I feel like so obligated to speak about it and like have to say something about it but it takes a lot of energy you know mm-hmm. so like I for me to like share my knowledge and to give that to you like that takes yeah. a lot a lot of energy this, that like, I don't this feel this reminds me of last week we had that oh yeah mm-hmm. we had like a what was it called plenary oh plenary yeah, plenary. Um, with Anna DeVay Smith. She's pretty cool. Not gonna she lie is. about it. And during that thing, we like watched her work and then she asked us, like, what are the cracks in what these people are saying? Like, what are the cracks in this situation? Yeah, like her thing was all yeah. about like in life searching or like cracks aren't bad and searching for cracks because mm-hmm. that's how light gets in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this one girl raised her hand and was talking and she asked her like no just like tell me straight like what do you think like Mm -hmm. what do you think about this what do you think the cracks are um and the girl was like i don't think it's my place to say Mm -hmm. because she wasn't a person of color i think Mm -hmm. um and she was like i don't think i have the place to say anything about this and somebody else raised their hand and said i think you do like not yeah not in to say like you need to say Mm -hmm. And the person who said it was a person of color, they were like, I think that you do have something to say about it. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't just back out and be like, I can't say anything because I'm white. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No. I'm curious to think as to what you think about that. <laughs> um, Yeah, like her whole thing. So like plenary is for our class is when like an artist comes in and they talk about their method and how they create art. And so she was just talking about that. And so I feel like a lot of her things, I was really trying to get on her wavelength because I think the point that she was trying to make that anyone can tell anyone's story, and I do believe that to an extent, but, like, I also feel like there's, like, a level of respect and mm-hmm. knowledge and, like, you have to be able to listen. So, like, if you're not even able to, like, talk about it, then, like, I'm, you, you know, like, it's mm-hmm. going to be difficult for you to tell someone's story. I don't know. Yeah. And then something that then, like, interests me because... How do you, I don't know, then I feel like it's, so something that I always struggle with is whenever I'm writing, I get scared that I'm not, like, I'm, how do I explain this? Not that I'm writing about myself too much, but that I'm writing about my experience too much. And I remember especially auditioning to get into NYU, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to like be like the black girl. I auditioned with mm-hmm. A Raisin in the Sun and I did yeah. Street Scene and it was like a, a what's it called again? A play about immigrants moving to New York and I was like I don't want to be you know like, what I mean? I don't want to make myself this. Yeah. And then, I get that. Yeah and then like my like friend Sarah she auditioned before that I auditioned and like I was asking her about the questions that she was asked and one of the questions she was asked was like what's your favorite book? And at the time I was like reading The Hate You Give and I was really jiving with that book. Like, and you know what I mean? And so I was like, but I don't want to seem like that's the, all that I am. And so when I write, that's like where I like, that's mm-hmm. a lot of it's like I write from my personal experience. And then so like, I don't want to seem like that's all that I am. Okay. I feel like I'm the complete opposite of that. Like, I feel like I don't embrace that part of myself enough in my work. But then like, also, if you don't want to, you shouldn't have but to. The, it's weird. It's not that I don't want to, though. Uh-huh. I just think when I look for a monologue i don't Mm -hmm. necessarily go like oh 
I want like one about being brown. Like I yeah. want one that's like a, an Indian girl. Like first of all, those are not easy to find. Like I have not come across many. Mm-hmm. Two, like it's just not something that I think about to put into my work. Yeah. Or I used to not really think about it. Yeah. But since coming here, I will say that I have started to think about it more. Yeah. I, because I think one being away from home you learn to like embrace the things that you may have resented before oh my gosh that's so true yeah you like embrace like i embrace being from india like Mm -hmm. living in dubai when i was a kid like i really resented not resented it but i kind of like pushed that part of myself away because it's like being in a place that's filled with white people and you make it makes you feel different and like singled out it because like when you have all of that culture that they just don't understand you want to fit in with them so you're just like okay that doesn't exist push it out push it out yeah Obviously, as I got older, I, like, became conscious of that. And I was like, that's stupid. I shouldn't do that. Like, that's who I am. Yeah. But still didn't change much. But then I came here and, like, I don't have that anymore. Mm -hmm. Being home, like, being with my family, I still get that. Yeah. Being home, having the friends that I have, I still get that. But coming here, I don't always get it. Mm -hmm. So I, like, embraced it so much more. And now I feel like I want to include it in the work that I do. Yeah. And I don't know how. Yeah. Like, it's hard, but that being said, I don't think that you should feel like Uh, that's who you're defining yourself as because, one, it's a part of you. Mm -hmm. And if that's, it's that big of a part of you, you shouldn't have to hide it or push it away. Yeah. That's something. Just because you're worried that people are going to see you as defined in that one box. Yeah. Because you're not defined in that one box. This just happens to be a big part of the box. Not a box. No, yeah. Not no, a box. But I know but you know what mean. I'm trying to say? I know what you mean. That's so interesting that you say that because, so, like, my parents are both Jamaican. They, my dad moved to the U.S. when he was 18 and my mom did when he, she was 13. And so it's weird because, like, I relate to the black experience in the way that when I, I was born in America and that's what people see me as. Like, like that's that's who I am. I am black. Like, there's no, you know what I mean? But then it's, like, the history is totally different, you know what I mean? But then also, I just, like, missed being home a lot, and I missed my dad's cooking, and I missed my mom yelling at me in her Jamaican accent to the point where I had to, like, see my aunts just so I could be Mm -hmm. around a Jamaican mother yelling at her kids. Like, that feels like home. (laughs) You know what I mean? And, like, that culture... And that makes sense for, like, what the things I'm writing now are because now that it's taken away from me, I always, like, knew that, like, who I am and my and my culture and heritage was important and it's, like, a part of me and it has to do with how I was raised and how I move in the world. But now, like, that I'm not surrounded by it 24-7, mm-hmm. I feel like I really realize it and now it's, like, showing up in my exactly. work so yeah. much more. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> So another thing we're going to do on the podcast is bring other women of color to, like, come talk about their art and about who they are and how they navigate spaces where they don't feel welcomed or it's a predominantly white institution. Listening to them and listening to other people talk about how they navigate that and how they go about doing their art will make it so much easier for me because right now we're both baby freshmen and yeah. like we I don't think we have anything figured out We really all. don't. We really we have, don't. like, zero figured out. That's why it's called making it big because we're trying to make it big, y'all. But, like, I don't know. It's going to be a process because we have zero figured out. But also I think that's interesting to see how we're going to figure it out. We'll keep you updated. (laughs) Is there any project you're working on and you can... Am I working on any projects right now? 
Yes, I am. Ooh. Yes, I am. What are you working on? I was asked to assist in set design, one of the shows at Playwrights. That's cool because I haven't done that before. Yeah. That's a cool thing I'm doing. And also the play's really weird in a good way. Yeah. And the set seems very interesting because there's not like a defined. Mm-hmm. So that's a cool thing I'm yeah. doing. I know I asked you that because you've been wanting to like do that type of work. Yeah. For the longest time. And so I'm like excited yeah. that you finally like get to do that. Thank you. You're welcome. Wait, what are you working on? I don't think I'm working on anything. Uh, yeah, you are. You're directing earthquakes. I don't think that counts. I think that counts. That's still a big thing. I don't think that counts. I think it counts. <laughs> I don't know. Like, at the moment, I mean, like, I'm a freshman, and I'm I'm really trying to figure out how I'm going to direct and write things now at the moment, because coming to school, I feel like everything that I thought I knew was, like, broken down really it was just, like, broken down, and I feel like all the things that I kn- I thought I knew, I don't anymore. And so in class... That's not necessarily a bad thing. I know. But it's just... You're just growing. You're learning new things. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. So, like, I'm just trying to figure out now, how do I direct something? Like, I thought I knew, but I don't anymore. I really don't. So? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm just trying to tell myself that. The process is going to be hard and weird, And it'll be good. And I feel like in I, so I do this thing. In I, so. (laughs) I'm trying to talk. I'm trying to get my thoughts together. So it's a really bad thing that I do. But especially like in class, like in writing the essay and in ITS, Intro to Theater Studies, I get really quiet sometimes. But I know that I'm smart. Well, I want to say it. I know you, that I'm smart. You know that, you know that you're smart. You know that you understand. What's yeah, happening. but then I like I just like I just fade into the background and I don't that's, say anything. That's exactly me. Yeah. Exactly. Like you know, when I first like got to school and we got like feedback for the first time, most of it was you're really quiet. <laughs> like you don't speak that much, and obviously I've been hearing that my whole life. Aww. But that doesn't mean, like, the thing I want people to understand is just because I'm quiet doesn't mean that I'm not understanding and that I'm not engaged or that I'm yeah. not good at what I do. Yeah. Like, why like, do you have to I be loud? I don't need to be to, like... loud and I don't need to take up huge amounts of space in the room to know what to do and to be good at what I'm doing. Yeah. And I want people to understand that. Yeah. I don't know. For me, I feel like it most definitely comes from a place of fear. And so in our directing class, I feel like... I did put my voice in the room, but I don't think I... I think you did. I, I don't think I put, like, all my ideas in the room, and that's what I'm scared about is, like, having something... Well, that's just something to work on, I think, because, yeah. like, similarly, for me, um, I was told, like, with my feedback for directing, our teacher was like, I know you're present, like, I know that you're listening, and I know that you're processing what everyone's saying, and you have your own ideas, but you never say anything. And then he said, and that's not a bad thing. Hmm. And I was like, oh, so it's not a bad thing that sometimes I want to say things and I don't. He's like, no, that's a different thing. And I was sitting there confused. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. (laughs) I don't understand. Like, do you want me to? Because you know I'm listening and you, even though I'm quiet, you know that I'm listening and that I have ideas, but I don't say them. But you want me to say them? Yeah. But it's also okay if I don't. No, but I. Do you see? I do see, but I feel like. If you want to say something, then you I should... I will say something if I yeah. want to say something. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what he was talking about. Mm. And I also think sometimes I agree with you, the fear of, like, not saying stuff. Like, sometimes I want to say things and then I just don't because I'm scared of what people are going to say. Yeah. Like, 
spoiler alert, I'm super insecure. And, <laughs> and like, I really, I, I feel like, I don't know, I just, like, don't want to be judged. I agree. Oh. Cute. I love that for I you. I agree. <laughs> I just, like, don't want to be judged. That's and, the thing about being in theater and, like, being in the arts. That's a big thing that a lot of people feel. What? Judged. Oh. And yeah, not you're as right. good as everyone else. Yeah. That's just something that is in. Inherently. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's so, so, last week I had a really good week, but... Like, when I first came back after break, I just felt super bad about myself and, like, bad about my work and bad about everything that I was doing and saying and thinking. And I just felt like I wasn't good at Why? art. I don't know. Why? I don't Because I was just comparing myself to everyone, which is trash. Another big thing that we all do, compare yeah. ourselves to other people. Yeah. When we shouldn't because there is no comparison. Yeah. Like, I can't compare myself to the two people in our group that are very busy all the time yeah because i just can't get the things that they get true and if i sat here and or like thought about how or like compared myself to them it would just i wouldn't ever do anything you know Mm -hmm. so sometimes it's better to just be like they're doing that i can't do that but i can't do this it's so hard it is very. i don't know because like i also like want to be I want to be happy for people who are doing all these great things, but it's like, why can't I? And then so I, like, start to think, oh, maybe it's because I'm not talented or maybe I'm not meant to do this. But I don't know. I feel like we all will just, like, get to a point where we need to, like, mm-hmm. the right time, yeah. you know? And I think we need to keep remembering, like, how we were saying earlier, like, it's easy to give up. It's easy to be, like, it's too hard and I don't want to do it. Yeah. And it's easy to be, like, everyone else is getting everything and I'm not getting anything. Yeah. But I think the difference between the people that do become successful and what they want to do and that don't is that, like, it's it's putting um, yourself out there even though you know that it's hard. Yeah. Like, there are going to be people who are just going to give up and be like, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. And then there's the people that will do it and be like, okay, I know that it's hard and I know that this person might get the things that I want in half the amount of time it's going to take me, but that doesn't mean I'm going to stop. It's just hard, hard. I'm oh so sorry. Oh my god, the musical interludes are starting. <laughs> no. <laughs> Obsession corner. So. <laughs> okay. Obsession corner. This so, week's obsession. So, so, so what we're gonna try to do every week is have an obsession to tell each other about, and sometimes our obsessions might be the same. I think this week they're this the same. This week they're they're the same. <laughs> We're so gross. Like, I really don't want to talk. Like, that's literally, like, not what we should talk about. It's not, but it really is our obsession this week, huh? I know. Let's sound like cultured people first. Anuka, okay. what's the, I don't know, what's a, what's a good arty question to ask? I don't know. I know that was such a dumb thing. <laughs> that was such a dumb thing to ask. Never mind. We're going to go right into it. I don't care. We can look like dumb, stupid <laughs> girls, whatever. So, so this obsession this week is shooting your shot because mm-hmm. Anuka and I both this week shoot shot our shot. We shoot our shoot and <laughs> shoot we really shoot. did the thing. And there's so actually no, this isn't cheesy or weird. There's so much power in telling someone how you feel. There I, really is. I, I really think there that really there is. is. And you feel like a bad bitch when you do it, one. And then two, like, there's this, like, big relief of, like, oh, I don't have to, like, think about that. Yeah. You know I what I mean? To, I don't have to, like, like, carry that around. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't have to get into bed at night and be like, oh. I yeah. can just be like, good night, bitch. Yeah. Anika, how'd you shoot your shot? <laughs> In a very terrible way. It was 11.50. Was it really? It was 11.50. I remember because I was like, if it's past midnight, I'm not going to shoot my shot. <laughs> Um, and we were in some pizza place. I don't know. Anuka's bad at direction. We were at that pizza place. She told me that it was on 11th and it was not on 11th. Well, that's what Sophie said. That's what Sophie said. Okay, keep going. That was not me, but okay. (laughs) Um, so we were here and I was convinced by my friends, Jordan included, to just shoot my shot because what have I got to lose? Nothing. Really nothing. Yeah. So I did. And then I didn't touch my phone the rest of the night. (laughs) And then we went to karaoke. <laughs> and then we went to karaoke. Karaoke is honestly, I've never done karaoke. Maybe that's our real Maybe obsession. Maybe that's our real obsession because that like was a lot a of shot, fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Like and I've never been also, to karaoke Also, this before. is a very important, oh, actually, we said we would never talk about this anymore. Wait, but, no, let's talk about it. What did we say um, we never talk about? That we would never talk about the fact that me and Max were about to duet to forgive <laughs> oh. from Wicked. And he, the guy really interrupted us. Like I was already, like I was it well maybe and he was like get out and i was like okay yeah those I people guess, were like i guess mean. it's time they were mean like when they say an hour they really mean an hour they and then really you have mean to an leave. hour yeah like i was really about to like have my moment as Alphaba <laughs> sing to my glinda aka max and he came in and was like your time's up <laughs> it was and turned on the lights yeah he turned was, on the lights that was fun mm-hmm. but no back to shooting, shooting our shot, shot. How did you shoot your shot? <laughs> well, we're not going to get into specifics of that. Well, obviously, we're not going to get into specifics. I'm not going to tell y'all times. Well, I don't care <laughs> I don't think times. we're going to tell times. Um, uh, I think I want to tell the times. <laughs> well, I... Mm-hmm. Okay, so because shooting our shot is our new obsession, two nights ago... Um, Wait, that's like, don't give a date either? <laughs> okay, a night... One night. One, one one fateful night. One fateful night. We decided to go on Omegle and ask people's advice. Oh, this story. Shot. Yeah. Yes. So we met Cupid. That was cool. He really told us to shoot our shot. Yeah. And then said it wouldn't work out for me. And We met Cupid through technology. Yeah. And Cupid told us... Honestly, this was good advice. Cupid told us that... It doesn't matter if a boy likes us yeah, or not. Yeah, because we've already we won. won. Because we have each yep. other. And honestly, like, one of the things... This is so gross. <laughs> uh, like, okay. <laughs> one of my goals for myself this semester is to, like... I feel like... Not that I let myself slack off, but that I think... Like, I want to do something, and then I tell myself that I can't... Or, like, I'm like, oh, I want to make a podcast. And then I tell myself, no, you can't do that, Jordan. But, like, yeah. in actuality, you can. I fucking can. can. I fucking can, can do whatever the fuck that I want to do. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. And I feel like, how does it you shooting your shot again, Jordan? Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. And I just feel like last semester, not that it's, like, a bad thing. I'm, like, really into, like, feeling the way you feel and, like, expressing your emotions. But I feel like I let that, like, overcloud the moves I was trying to make. Like, I'm really mm-hmm. out here trying to make moves, and I don't have time for boys. So if yeah. I like you, then I'll tell you, and then I'll move on, because we don't have time, because we're trying mm-hmm. to make moves. That's what I was trying like, to say. Like, I don't have time to, like, sit and think about a boy for two weeks. I really don't have time to do that. Yeah, but it's, like, so easy to do. It is easy to. This is so but... gross. 
<laughs> it is easy to do that, but I think shooting. I think 2019 is a year of shooting your shot. We're going to shoot our shoot. As we found out. Every single time we like a boy, watch out, boys. This year yeah. we're shooting our shoot. <laughs> we're shooting our shoot. <laughs> it's happening. And that is this week's obsession. That's this week's shot. obsession. Shooting your shoot. Making moves. Shooting your shoot. Shooting your shot. I like shooting your shoot. <laughs> <laughs> shooting your shoot and and making moves because we don't mm-hmm. have time. You don't have time to. We don't have time. You don't have time to worry about shooting your shoot. Just do it. Just do it. Thanks for listening to us ramble. Nothing really makes sense. I promise sense. it'll get better. Everything will get better. It'll get better. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Make It Big. Make it big. (laughs) Making it big. (laughs) Um, I'm Dorian. I'm Anika. Bye, yeah, yeah.